Andy Rice. Um, the only time he got a benchmark was one day when he sat down too long. Um, but Andy Rice, that's our brand. It was quite a good joke, actually. Um, brand slogan endurance. The taste that stood the test of time. Andy Rice, or maybe the payoff line that stood the test of time. Are there more of them? Um, there you are. Sorry, history. you were gone. You were gone. You were you disappeared into the ether, um, and you just arrived uh, with your sultry sounds uh, emerging from the from my speakers. Um, so let's try again. Um, the 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 payoff lines that stand the test of time, Andy. Yep. Well, um, I, was, I was just saying that one in particular, the taste that stood the test of time, is a, obviously a Castle Lager uh, a slogan, and was used for a long time, but not in the same league as some of the of the the real endurance leaders. Now that we had this discussion a few weeks back, uh, triggered by the fact that um, a diamond is forever, the the very famous uh, De Beers slogan was being used again in in a recent campaign. Um, we couldn't think of anything of any greater uh, longevity. But then uh, my wife pointed out the salt cellar sitting in the kitchen or the salt tube, um, which still has on the front panel the uh, famous little visual of a, of a boy chasing a chicken uh, and trying to put Cerebos salt on, his, um, on the chicken's tail um, with the slogan, see how it runs. And I could find that going back to 1945, which is Whoa. three or four years before De Beers. And it's still there. It's still very much on today's packaging. And it's, um, it, it, it was, its origin was in the fact that you used to have to buy salt in blocks and then eventually um, some boffin at Cerebos, if it was called that at the time, uh, found an anti-caking ingredient, which has enabled it to be um, poured con- con- and restored without it without it clogging because of moisture. So, see how it runs was based on a, a kind of folklore tale that you could prevent a chicken from flying and getting out of your grasp if you put salt on its tail, and hence. See how it runs from Cerebos. You know, there and, and you know, the only the only yeah. people that benefit from that that folk tale are the people who put the salt in the containers. Because if you've ever chased a chicken to try to put st- to <laughs> salt <laughs> on its tail, as I did as a child, it's flipping impossible. All right, and you waste an awful yeah. lot of salt, um, and you upset well, that, that, your mother that, that, considerably. That's certainly the case. And I, there's another one that's perhaps even older. Certainly. Uh, internationally it is, although it may not be in South Africa. And that is, here's some education for you, Bruce, good old Bisto, the gravy product. And Bisto uh, is, uh, although we don't all realize Bisto. it, and, um, an acronym. Um, and because the very first slogan that was developed for it was um, Bistro, Bisto Browns, Bisto Seasons, Bisto Thickens, all in one go. So you have the B and the I and the S T and O in that slogan, and it's uh, it's still being used along. No, I apologize. That one's not being used, but in in parallel was the two little again two little boys, um, Bisto kids, and they always say ah Bisto, and that's what's still on the packaging to this date. I and think I the, don't, is the, the is the, the the image of the child? There's you know in 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 any cartoon, any beautiful smell that emanates from a kitchen almost has a, has a visible path to it. And um, yes, and the, yes. the the Bisto kid followed the sort of aroma of the Bisto. Is that still visible on the Bisto packet? I must confess to having a packet in the cupboard but not paying attention to what's on it. 
Um, I think it probably is, but I stand to be corrected by someone who has a gravy packet in their cupboard. But uh, uh, yes, that's, ah, half, the, the, that's uh, half of people in government. Um, but anyway, yes, let's go on. <laughs> um, there are others as well, actually. Um, Kellogg's Frosties featuring Tony the Tiger, which is appropriate in this year of the tiger. Um, that tiger uh, motif has been around for a hell of a long time as well, but I don't think that that uh, necessarily um, any any copy line has stuck with it. It used to be, they're great. great. Yes, there we go. You see, even I know this, and I'm so young. Um, but, but these payoff lines are part and parcel of our upbringing. Um, you know, whether it be Cremora trying to keep it's not inside, it's on top going and not working, I don't, in my, to my mind. But the, the, the De Beers, the, the Cerebos um, of, of See How It Runs, De Beers is, and, and this, this a diamond is forever, this construct of the late 1940s by N.W. Iyer, uh, the advertising agency in New York. And the copywriter who wrote that line Late one night, took it into the office, and they went, "Yeah, yeah, me, yeah, no, it's not great." And here it is, seventy years later, back in full force. It's astonishing, isn't it? It's amazing, but then that just shows the power of an idea. It's got nothing to do with the the cost of generating that idea or even of producing work against it. But if the idea is is good, it will have. This endurance, and whether you're whether you're Bisto or Cerebos or, or De Beers or many others that I'm sure I could find if I started to really hunt, um, uh, that's the power and and effectiveness, the creative effectiveness of a good idea. And um, when it comes to education in marketing, and, and uh, there are lots of courses available. Of course, you can go study it at university. Bcoms you can do marketing as part of. But the Liberty Institute of Strategic Marketing at UCT has done something quite special. I think. Yes, they have. I think for, for marketing students and for that matter, marketing teachers and lecturers, we've always had the disadvantage that most of the textbooks were were from other markets, particularly, of course, um, America, where a lot of the the, the standard course books that are used in the advertising schools in this country come from. And it means that case studies have been a bit more obscure. And generally, you just don't get engaged with the material quite as much as you would do if it was local. And that's the gap that, that the uh, Liberty Institute of Strategic Marketing at UCT has filled. About a year ago, they, they uh, published a free-to-download textbook called um, Marketing to South African Consumers. And it is it does have that local relevance. It's all written and edited by local, um, high, highly regarded uh, marketing professionals. Um, and it's also tried consciously to keep away from the kind of academic speak vocabulary and make it more accessible and practical in that way. And, and it, it, the, the, the success of the strategy is borne out by the results. I mean, you would know Bruce, about uh, best-selling business books, familiar territory for you. Well, in this case, admittedly, a free-to-download textbook, but um, it's, a, it's a substantial uh, uh, book, and it's of a great, great, great value, I think. And they've had 14,000 full downloads to date of the, of the book. And then because it's in chapters and themes, a further 45,000 partial downloads. I mean, that's quite remarkable. And I, I'm, I would think it's a considerable 
contributor to a, a raising of professional standards in the South African marketing industry. Brilliant. Really well done. Thank you very much for that one, Andy. Um, I, I've started playing Wordle. I, I, I like to come to a trend quite late, and so I think I'm, I'm sort of two or three weeks late to the Wordle trend. I played on Monday, and I bombed out. I didn't get the word. I played yesterday and got it in five goes, I think. And then this morning, I did it in three goes. Boom, boom, boom. And it, everyone's terribly impressed. Um, what have you got for us on Wordle, the biggest word hyped trend in the world isn't it just yeah i'm a wordler myself and uh, i thoroughly enjoy it and and um, what has happened is that it, the social media distribution of wordle has been obviously the the catalyst and it, it's combination of, of relative simplicity with uh, original or fair originality is obviously appealed um and uh the the the, the, the advertising and uh, uh, the creative material that goes with it is starting to appear on social media sites. And there's one that's been um, going the rounds for Guinness. Now, if you know the Wordle screen, the homepage, if you like, it's dominated by the, the, the five blocks um, that, that are the, the, where you meant to guess your, your word. Um, and all that this, this social media posting shows is the five blocks huddled a bit closer to each other, reversed out of a black background, uh, and with the Guinness logo below that and a simple payoff line that says, words cannot describe at the bottom. Now you'd say, well, what, what's so special about, about three little creative components like that? Well, they've been put together in such a way that the effect is to subliminally trigger in your mind the, the famous icon of the glass of Guinness with the white head and the black product background. And, and it's one of those visual devices that once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. And it is so simple, so elegant, so clever that I think it's well worth um, a hero this week. Okay. Uh, and lots of people have been um, uh, sort of um, contacting me this week and say, please tell Andy to make this his hero. And I knew you would, so I didn't bother alerting you to it. But yes, I think you're absolutely right on that one. It is that immediate recognition factor. What about a zero, Andy? Can we have a zero? Well, we can have a sort of a zero, Bruce. We can have what I'm going to call a, a zero in abeyance because I suspect that in a few weeks' time it may be a legitimate um, zero. But that's probably being pessimistic and critical of our advertising industry, which is the people I'm putting up on the on the uh, on the stage right now. Um, and basically, as you'll know, I got quite grumpy about the non-contribution in my eyes to the campaigns for. Um, uh, registration and testing and vaccination for COVID-19. And I think that when we get really even properly past the stage where brands are cutting budgets because of COVID and the, and, and the money is starting to flow again through the advertising wheels, then I think that we'll find that a service or a brand or a, 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 an activity like the Advertising Benevolent Fund, which is over 50 years old now, um, and which supports those who have fallen on hard times from within the marketing and advertising and media industries, I hope will be attempting to, to rejig itself and re-energize re what is really a very, very worthwhile cause. You know, charity begins at home. So one should, one should look at the opportunity to support the ABF in such a way that we can give um, support in turn to those who are in 
in, in, in dire circumstances than the lucky ones. So I'm looking forward I, to signing I, up. I do think that the advertising industry could have come up with a better acronym than ABF. <laughs> well, that was 50 years ago. So you, I'd have to say, well, the, the implication of the acronym has, has, uh, has altered over the years. Um, and therefore, we need to change it, or, or eventually, like um, you know, like VW or like DSTV, you forget about what it actually says or seems to say, and and the the complete acronym becomes a brand on its own. Absolutely bloody final. Thank you, Andy Rice, our heroes and zeros this evening. Andy Rice from the world of advertising. Thank you, Andy. His hero Guinness. His zero in abeyance. His industry.